hello, 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 survivors. Oh, how I've missed you. How I've missed talking to you. Boz and I took quite a number of weeks off. Well, I did. <laughs> she, she actually uh, continued to record for at least one week while I was gone. And she's got a great interview. We've got a great interview coming up. She talked to Jackie Burns, little old Jackie Burns on Broadway, Wicked, playing Elphaba. No big deal. Actually, she is a big deal and she's great. And so are all of you. I am heartened because even though we've taken all this time off, We've continued to grow our listenership, so thank you to you for listening, for continuing to listen, for being a first-time listener, if you are. Thank you for being here. It's a privilege, actually, to be able to have a platform to speak one's mind. It is truly a privilege and one I hope we do right by. We're going to be right back into the swing of things with interviews, regular weekly interviews in the fall. So stay tuned for that. And in the meantime, please enjoy this interview with Jackie Burns. I'm Jen Bosworth-Romides. And I'm Gina Polici. We went to theater school together. We survived it, but we didn't quite understand it. 20 years later, we're digging deep, talking to our guests about their experiences and trying to make sense of it all. We survived theater school, and you will too. Are we famous yet? Congratulations. You survived theater school and you also survived this hellish trying to get you on. So squad squadcast, which we usually use, is totally wonky this morning. And I was like, no, I because I'm obsessed with you because I've been researching you. I'm not a musical theater person, but I am one of these musical theater lovers that has so much um, reverie and um, I think it is a sacred thing to sing and I don't really do it. And so I'm obsessed. And you and I have the same birthday, October 4, 10, 4, buddy, 10, 4. So, oh my God, 10, I mean, 4. You're a little younger than me, five years, but that's okay. I'm still, I'm super obsessed. And I also like, I, when I watch, so I'm known for like going to high schools and middle schools and watching musical theater of people I have no connection to in when I was at, when I was in Chicago, because I adore the art form and I don't do it, but I'm obsessed. So anyway, start, start from the beginning. You grew up in Connecticut. How, and then obviously you're a Broadway star. Are you back working in on Broadway? What's happening with you right now? Oh my God! What is happening with you yeah. right now? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I looked at your, I looked at all your profiles, but I want to hear from you. Where are you post sort of pandemic? Um, what is happening with your career? Tell us. Oh God! Well, um, like every musical theater, uh, theater star, person, just say just... star, just say star. You are a star. You're a musical theater star. Like I. I don't understand for someone like I write for TV and I act sometimes, but like I musical theater people, when I see them on stage, I'm like, I 
the 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 amount of brilliance it takes and dedication to I have trouble on set just moving my body and saying <laughs> words and you sing and move and dance and all the things. Okay, okay, okay. So what's happening with your career? Oh my god. Well, first of all, Jen, I'm obsessed with you because I wish the rest of the world felt the same way about musical oh, theater people. I love it. Because all of I'm uh, most TV and film people are like, oh, you're not a real actor because you. Oh no! I would love to cast. Listen, listen. When I'm when I would love to cast you and all your cohort when I do because here's the thing: the body spatial awareness of musical theater folks to know where they are in space translates onto set. So everyone listening, the ten thousand people that have downloaded this podcast that will continue, hire musical theater folks on television and film because they know bodies and and bodies it's not just a head people so anyway okay go ahead sorry i keep oh. interrupting i'm just like no so excited. i love you you're like making me feel so good about myself I mean, but as every theater person okay. all we want to do is get on tv and film oh right it's that's holds true for musical theater folks too i was yes oh my god we're all the dough, like, that's where the dough is is that that's where that money okay. is okay okay yeah okay. because if you think about it like once a theater show closes we don't get a back end of it so like that's it your paycheck's done right there's no residuals there's, there's no, no residuals yeah okay so okay so tell me what is happening now you said you got your insurance back which is, is holla that's yeah. hope. It's always hopeful. Um, okay. I, I just did a new musical called The Walk on the Moon that was based off the movie. Oh, with yeah. Diane Reese, Lane. If, Reese no, Diane. No, no, that's no. A walk in the and what, no, a walk in the cloud, like, like yeah, very yeah. similar. Okay. Um, no, Diane walk in the Lane, moon. she's dope. I like we Diane love her. Lane. Yeah, with like Vigo Mortensen oh, and Leah Schreiber and Anne. Yes. It was like back in the day. It's, so, yes. it's such a good movie. Okay. Um, Tony Tony Goldwyn like directed it and stuff, and he actually wow. came and saw the musical. Ooh, did he give you, you a know, compliment? Yes, it was very nice. It was also like super handsome. You're like, hi. I have heard, yes. Yeah, you're just like, hello. Hello. Um, <laughs> hi. Oh, you're married. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> uh, and you're then single? Pam How are you no. single? No, 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 no. And my boyfriend's going to listen to this and be like, uh. Oh, really no, 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 no. That's okay. That's okay. No, he knows. He knows yeah. that I'm yeah. just, just joking. Just joking. Um, just joking on there. Uh, no, and then Pam Gray wrote it. Who wrote the Who wrote the script as well? Amazing. Um, yeah, and it's really good. And we just closed, and they're hoping to bring it to Broadway. So fingers okay. crossed. But the Great. problem is, is that Broadway, because it was closed for two years, yeah, all these shows have been trying to get theaters, so that we're like low man on the totem pole because it's like two years worth of shows right. that have been trying to get to Broadway. Correct. Correct. So it's and we're just like a little show rather. than than like a big show so like it'll take yeah us yeah second. okay yeah but still you like, worked you have worked post pandemic worked. which is a huge thing okay yes so tell me were you a kid who did you grow up you grew up in connecticut i'm assuming i did since we talked okay yeah. were you a kid like you were five and you were like just oh, like you knew you could sing or what how did that go how does that how do you discover that you can freaking sing you're so cute. I want to like put you in my pocket. Your energy is like so much fun. I'm gonna be your best friend now. Um, you can come, I come just, to LA and and we'll together. We'll try to we'll try to have a television show that's like uh, I know they did it kind of with Glee, but like Glee, but like less sassy and more earnest. How about that? Yes. I am okay. interested, Jen. Get and on it, in, write it. And throw in some murders because I, I write a lot of murder. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. I love that. That's yeah, so musical so murders. Great. Okay. So you you were a kid and how did this happen that you were like, dude, I can be on stage and sing? 
I just like always was obsessed with it. Like, so I started dancing when I was three and oh. like, and then, but like I used to get on like the little like hutch, you know, like the fireplace hutch yes. as my stage and sing, sing to like Michael Jackson's thriller. Yes. And I just like, yes. yeah, I always, and I used to, when I used to go to dance, like as I got older, we yeah. drove like 45 minutes. My mom drove me yeah. very sweet to dance class. And I used to sing along with the radio and I was convinced that the DJ could hear me. And it was just like a matter of time before I got okay, my recording contract. Listen, listen, here's the thing about that is that. <clears throat> yeah, some people might think it's wacky, but what I think is that bill that shows that somewhere you envisioned a world where people were listening to you and were going to pay you and that it was going to be like, even though it was just a fantasy in a car, what it shows is that you had like a sort of an expansive mind as a kid, as a lot of, not every kid is doing, most kids are like, oh, I sound terrible and I'm never going to make it out of this podunk town. Like that's, that's how, where I was at. So you, you were, you're on, okay. And then, so the dance and singing and then what about the acting part like because you could have just been a singer and a dancer totally you know what this is going to be i'm going to throw so much shade and oh. um, you can do it you when can do I, it when in I, a, any way you want shade half shade full shade whatever you need i'm going to give full shade um just because i think it's funny but okay. when i went to my dance school brought us to new york the first time even though i lived in connecticut which is yeah. super close to new york like i live yeah. like two hours from the city we never yeah. went to the city yeah so i went to the city for my first time when i was like i was 15 years old and we went and saw greece oh. with like on broadway that was my first broadway show that i ever saw and um it was with like oh god i think it was like brooke Shields, yes like, like uh rosie o'donnell like, yes it was, like, crazy but i I was kind of not impressed. I was like, wait, I could do this. Like I, you know, I coveted yes. Broadway is like so big. Yes. And so like that, then I, I, I realized I was like, everyone sounded really great. And it was dancing really great, but I was not impressed with the acting at that point. Ooh. For some reason, I just kind of was like, Oh, it felt very, um, pantomime. Yeah. Like, I mean? like presentational. Yes. Like, yeah. yeah. Yes. Which sometimes like, and that's when I moved to LA, I lived in LA for like a hot second. Cause I did, Wicked in LA, oh. and then I met my manager's uh, Tigran, who I think yes, yes, oh Tigrin. yes, 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 yes. Tigran's amazing. Yes, yeah, he's amazing. And and they were like, come move to LA, and like let's get you on TV and film. And then I moved there, and then the pandemic happened, and I was like, well, oh, it was right then. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, I was there for like six months, and it was great. And it was fun, and like, but the thing that I realized is like when I first got there and I started got into acting classes there, yeah. they were like, yo, you're a musical theater, so you only like color with like two of the crayons in your coloring box rather than all of them because you know it's so far back so you just have to like you know play yeah. to the back of the house and it's true so many times you go see a show and it's like so broad and presentational yes. that it doesn't like ring ring truthful yeah so that's yes. that's why the other I was thing like, though i have to say is like i wish la and i'm not i i'm sure you went to amazing classes but i wish so i teach at uh the theater school at DePaul over Zoom now. Yeah. That's where we went. Okay, so I teach there. Too. I saw that, yeah. Yeah, and so the thing is, I wish in LA we had a better language for saying that to people. So what for me it is, is not when I see musical theater actors on, all it is, it's not so much for me that they have two colors. What it is, is that they were exceptionally built for the, the, the thing they were doing. Right. And now they're doing something else. So you say like, okay, look, the dope thing about you is we know all that's in there. It's just a matter of, of like super tweaking it and making it niche, niche, nuanced. And it's a total teachable skill, which I'm sure they told you too. like to oh, yeah. adjust is like, 
But the good news is, I think, I would, you know, I would more say you have all the colors, all the people that do musical theater have all the colors in there, or you wouldn't be able to go broad. And it's just a matter of pivoting to being a more like lasered focus situation. So anyway, all the musical theater people out there, I know that you, we all have many, all the colors, but it's true that there was also like in the aughts and the late 90s where theater was uber presentational like like oh my gosh so you saw that and you were like oh hey I want to act um I, I could do this and so then what did you do you start taking classes or what happened as a kid so then that's well that's what I I'm a year early for my grade so I was going into college that next year you know what I mean so yeah I, yeah yeah I just decided to go to school for straight acting just for acting rather than musical theater because I felt like if you can sing, you can sing. Obviously, you can always get better and stuff like yeah. that. But I was like, I really wanted to make sure that because everything is from a storytelling place, right? You know what I mean? It's like, so if if you're a bad, if, you know, so anyway, so that's so I went to school Wait a minute. So for but here's the thing about singing. Like, okay, so when you, how do you know, like you're small and you're doing, uh, like you're standing on the hearth of your fireplace and doing your thing, but like, how does one know, like, oh shit, I can do this? Because here's my thing. Like I never tried because my sister was the singer in the family. So I just assumed that that, that like every family gets one and that was her thing. And later in life, look, I took classes and I'm, but I'm not like a, a hearth singer like yourself. Right. So, <laughs> but how do you know, do people say to you, I'm serious. Do people say to you, oh my gosh, Jackie, when you're young, do you remember people saying like, you can really fucking sing? Not maybe yeah. not with the fucking, you know what I mean? No, they said, yeah, they said, Jackie, you can fucking sing. And I was like six and I was like, oh my God, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I knew it. No, you know what's, you know what's so funny is that um, this, now everyone's going to really know our age. Um, when oh, yeah. I was, when I was in um, elementary school, my mom made me do the, uh, what is it called? The Annie? talent show, talent, oh, the talent show, talent show. show. Okay. Like, and I sang Peter Pan's "I Won't Grow Up." She made me like, oh, I mean, it was hilarious. Yeah. It was. Terrible. I love that. I'm glad she, but I also glad because that could lend itself to comedy. So that's good. Oh, and she gave me all the like, like, like I won't grow up. I and she had like a thing like I don't want to wear a tie. Like you know, you're just, yes. like, she like yes. coached me. It was hilarious. Yes. Yes. But um, all the parents made a big deal out of me, and they wanted to throw a bake sale to send me to Star Search. It was hilarious. But then all the little girls that I was friends with all hated me after. Well, see, here's well that, that was terrible. That happens all all all, all the time. Lives. So okay, 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 okay. Did you go to Star Search first of all? No, no, no. I was too busy crying every day because I had no friends and wanting so to like be homeschooled. Thing. So yeah, Mia, I hear you. I, I here's the thing about that. It's like I don't have kids, and I'm never gonna have kids. Um, that ship has sailed, thankfully. And so, I, it's interesting to think about kids and like, what is it? I wish what I wish. So what I wish never happens, and that's why I say I wish. I I wish that the kids had said, oh my gosh. Jackie, you can sing. Yes, you got attention. Teach us how to do it. Or maybe let's let's collaborate together. But they're like six and nobody's going to fucking collaborate when they're six, maybe. But like, I wish it had been more collaborative because look, what if you had like put on a production together with the girls that... And, oh and my then, God, yeah. But instead they ostracize you a little bit. So then did you keep your singing or were you like, fuck you, I'm going to sing anyway. How did that go? Oh, and then, so then, um, so then I went to junior high and then it, I actually always said like, then I went to junior high and the chorus teacher made a big deal out of me and I like won all these awards and like got like, like 
whatever I got all these solos and stuff and then the parents started complaining to the why? chorus teacher that why is this little girl getting all the solos and not our daughters getting solos oh, so then wow. that was an issue wow so here's the thing like look 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 I understand that we want things to be equal but how about then like if I ran the world or even had a little part of it, this is what I would do. I would say, all right, all right, all right. So Jackie can sing her ass off. She's amazing. But why don't we pivot and turn and also look at what makes little Emily and little Jane amazing and and and, and bolster that instead of trying to dampen Jackie's flame? Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. So, like, I have this new phrase in Hollywood, and people probably hate me. And um, when I go to meetings, I'm like, look, we have to collaborate or die. Like, that's where we're at. Like, Agreed. Like, right. Like, adapt and collaborate or get the fuck out of the way. And people are like, oh, this crazy bitch. But here's the thing. Like, <laughs> the collaboration is going to be the only thing that saves us and our planet in, in, in many ways. So, yes. like, wouldn't it have been great if they had said, I, I, I should have my own podcast that's just called Wouldn't It Have Been Great? Because I, I, I feel like I say that so much to people like wouldn't it have been great if they if the parents had said oh my god like Jackie's dope but if Jackie can do it that maybe means like my Susie can tap dance her ass off or make pottery like a motherfucker so like let's focus on those things rather than dampening Jackie's you know it's so lit it's so such such terrible behavior but okay so junior high also did you were you like oh shit I can sing and I'm amazing but these people hate my guts or how did it yeah yeah. Yes. And then the caveat is when I went to high school, the junior high teacher told the high school teacher that I was like very special and yeah. like I sh they should, she should put me in like senior right. choir. Right. And then um, that teacher hated me and told me I was flat and told me I sucked every day to the point I stopped singing. I Are just, you kidding uh, me? You know what that reminds me of? Wait, was it, was it a, a, a lady teacher? Okay. It reminds me of Glee. When it's Adina and um and um what's her name and you know the one people like to talk shit about I don't know her um, Leah Leah oh Leah yes Michelle. I had okay. a brain fart too yeah yeah so they that exact thing happens and it's just it's just and maybe that's what happened maybe it's jealousy maybe it's maybe it's like how dare someone be special I never got to do the thing or whatever it is it's not your pro you were a kid it was not your pro even in high school your problem to figure that out so you stopped singing what that now there's the real travesty right there yeah so then I stopped singing in choir I would just like lip sync and she would still be like all I hear is Jackie all I hear is Jackie sound it was horrible Miss Hilton I'll tell you say it anyway she was horrible to me and then for college you had to write um she, you had to get a letter of recommendation yeah. and, and she told me she had nothing nice to say about me and she wouldn't write it. So then the guidance counselor had to write it for me. It was so that I could audition for schools. Okay. That lady, that lady is horrible. That's a horrible thing. Yeah. That's and a then horrible my, horrible thing. I know. And then my brother, this is so funny. My brother, uh, I can't believe I'm My brother's seven years younger than me. And yeah. so when he went to high school, he had her too. And the first day of school went through and, um, was like Joey Burns, any relationship to Jackie Burns. And he was like, yeah, that's my sister. And he was, she was like, yeah, she's still trying to make it on Broadway. And he was like, uh, yeah, she's on Broadway in hair actually. And it shut her right up. And I then mean, all of a sudden she was like, oh, I've always knew she was going to make it. I was like, no, you didn't. Okay. Here's the thing. Like that is a sad, sad human being. Like yes. if you are a teacher of youngsters and you cannot foster them in any way, then, then you, that is not the right fit for you, my friends. And no. also, 
Um, I, I'm, uh, you know, well, it's, it's no shocker. I was a former, I'm a former therapist for, for people when they got out, yeah. when I got out of prison. So like all my bent is like on a psychological lens, but like, and tra- a trauma lens usually with this stuff. But it's like, lady, I understand Miss whatever Hillman, Hilt, what's her name? Hilton. Hilton. Miss Hilton. Paris Hilton. I understand. <laughs> Can you imagine if it was somehow related? I understand that you've got trauma that you haven't worked on, whatever, but that is not the children's, the high schooler's responsibility, my friend. That is your responsibility, just like it's my responsibility and Jackie's responsibility to work on the shit that happened to us. So anyway, oh my God. Well, thank gosh for guidance counselors. I would have been like the guidance counselor. I would have been like- Oh yeah, she was the best. Yeah. We so, love Ms. Okay. Fitzgerald. Miss Fitzgerald. Thank you, Miss Fitzgerald. Okay. Yeah. So then you go to Connecticut. You went to school in Connecticut, right? Yeah. So then my parents were like, and then I, so I graduated when I was 17. So I, and I. Me just, too. Yes. Cause we're October, October babies. Four. Yep. Yeah. And so we're always the youngest. I last know. to get our driver's yes, license. Yes. But like the best in terms of like, I got to college. I was 17. I was like, Hey, I'm young. And I'm, yeah. But I got. Yeah. Same, same, yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. But my, so, but I didn't want to go to college. I was like, I'm just going to move to New York and be a star. And my parents were like, yeah, you're 17. So no, you're not. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. So I didn't put a lot of effort into looking into school. So I only auditioned for three schools, NYU, Boston Conservatory, and UConn. My parents were like, you should audition for the state school. Just, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's also cheap as, cheaper as, much cheaper, right? So yeah, that's what, and that's what my parents said. They were like, listen, you can graduate. They were like, this is how much money we can afford. The yeah. rest is going to be loans and on you. They're yeah. like, so you're not graduating and being a doctor, like, and going into, like, maybe you'll work, maybe you won't. We think you'll work. My parents were always very supportive of me. Oh, yay. Like, yes. That's awesome. I love so great. That. Yeah. They were never, they, they weren't like, you need a backup plan. They were like, yeah, we think you'll make it. But Amazing. they were like, you don't know, right? Well, so right. like. You know, they're like, you can graduate with a shit ton of debt yeah. or you can graduate basically debt free. And I chose to go to school debt free. I was like, so you know smart. what? That makes so sense. So smart. Because let yeah. me tell you something. When the sheriff comes to your house because you don't pay off your grad school loans, Jen Bosworth Ramirez over here and says, uh, you two got a private loan for your grad school and counseling psych and you never paid it back. And so now we're here to collect. Literally, the sheriff came to my house. I thought to myself. This was a poor choice that I did. <laughs> I did not need to take out this loan that I apparently, I mean, look, shit happens for a reason. But I, what I'm saying is when I hear these stories of people that chose to be debt free instead of go to Juilliard and take out $700,000 in debt or whatever, or in loans, I'm like, yes, because especially in this career, even if you are brilliant and even if you are magical and are a star, you it's still the paycheck is the paycheck, right? Yeah. On Broadway. So, yes. so good for you. Okay. So you, gra- well, how was your college experience, Jackie? Like, how would you say that was? Again, also hilarious in the fact that, um, because I sang and I went yeah. to school for just straight acting, they all made fun of me for like, sing- they were like, Oh, you want to do musical? That's not real acting. And I always like, would laugh and be like, I'm going to actually work. So yeah. You know, um, wow, people are, I, I mean, okay. So when I was on crew, I was on crew at DePaul theater school and, um, we would do one musical a, a year, which I was never cast in, but I was that's the like, same thing. We did yeah. one musical a year. I guess it were you the, I hope you were the fucking star. Everyone. No, sometimes no, because the grad actors would be the stars. 
Oh my God. I bet they're kicking themselves. But anyway, okay. So I was crew and I was on makeup and I think Gina was too. And anyway, I was on crew and I would literally, uh, and it was into the woods, which is my favorite. And I would sit on the edge of the stage and um, Rapunzel, this woman, Jen, who was a Rapunzel and Rapunzel, I would watch and I would be like, oh my gosh. And Brocky, I think it was Brocky who did Last Midnight. And I just would be like, this is magic. So anyway, okay. So that was like me. And I would like miss my, my job because I would be listening and watching these musical theater people. I, I just would love, they were, I was like in love. So anyway, okay. So, but you, you wouldn't be the star at UConn? Sometimes, sometimes not like, like, yeah, towards the end, I All started right. getting some starring roles, okay, which was good. great. Yeah. What was your favorite role at UConn? Can you remember? Um, you know what? I think it's, I think it was my favorite role because I would never get cast in the real what? world was Joanna and Sweeney Todd because putting me in a bland, blonde wig is, um, it's a very unfortunate looking Oh, it girl. is? Oh, it's not good. Okay. Okay. So it's you, Joanna, Sweeney, Sweeney Todd's a rough one. Yeah. And also we love murder, but, um, Sweeney, like I'm not your quintessential ingenue and you know what I mean? Like I don't have an ingenue look, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, you, I'm, you, I'm you, you have more of like a, a fierce, like a, a fierce, like a warrior villain look. Yeah, right? I'm a, I'm a Maleficent. I'm not an Elsa. You know what I mean? Like Correct. that's um, correct. Yeah. So, and it is what it is. It is what it is. Like I'm I the, love it. Yeah, me too. And, I'm the crazy neighbor. I'm the crazy. Lady. Yeah, I love it. I'll take it. Yeah, same. So it's like I, I would never play that in the real world. So I loved that because it was a chance for me because I never get to – I sing, can sing soprano. Nobody knows that, like, really well. Like, I actually prefer singing oh. soprano. But I don't ever sing soprano because, because I look the like role, this. Oh, I didn't understand that. Of course, like, the way the, 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 the part is written, yeah. yeah, the ingenues probably are sopranos. Yeah, this is their soprano, and they're like the little blonde next door. And, it's not, you know and the earthier, grounded tone yeah. is more of the villainous tone, or like the yes. se the serious business tone. Okay. Yeah, very cool, very cool. Okay, so also Sweeney Todd, I didn't know when I saw it when I was younger that what it was about, and I saw it and I was like, what the fuck is going on with these meat pies? I don't. This is cannibalism, and it was crazy. Yeah, That's I love hilarious. it now because I write about that stuff. But like, I was like, why is there? Why are they? Why is he cutting his throat? What's happening here? So anyway, yeah. I thought it was going to be like Wizard of Oz. No, no. So, like, <laughs> I thought it was a... Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. So you graduate, and then are you like, fuck it, I'm moving to New York right away? Like, how did this go? Yeah, and then I moved out of into New York uh, to New York with my best friend from college. We got randomly put together. She was not an actor. I didn't really hang yes. out with any of the acting people. Yes. I like hung out with all normal people. Like, yes, much better, like, much better yeah. choice. Yeah, and so and even though going to school for straight acting, I wasn't around music, musical theater people are a different energy, especially they women. are. They are. Just, it's a lot of you know. It's a lot, and and, 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 and you know, it's a lot, but it's also I gotta say, like. It's a lot, and as I get older, I really appreciate it more because it's a way of sort of owning your space. But, like, when you're in high school and college and you sit in a restaurant next to a table of musical theater people, you're like, oh, my God, I may, I may lose it. So, yeah. Okay, so you graduate, and you and your roommate from UConn move into Manhattan, or what? Where do you go? Yeah, we move. Yeah, we, we lived together for 11 years, actually. Ah! Until I, yeah, like, we were, like, common law. Until I moved in with my ex-husband at the time. Like, yeah, oh, like, my we, gosh. Yeah. Okay, and then what happens? You get an agent. How does this work for you, Jackie? Oh my God, it's so funny. So, well, I I have such a random way. So I moved oh, and I went to one audition. Um, what was it for? What was it for? I 
don't even remember. I just okay. remember it was at Chelsea Studio. I don't okay. even think that they, I don't even Was it musical they, theater? Yeah, yeah, it was okay. musical theater. And that was another thing because I didn't go to musical theater uh, school. I didn't have like a book. <gasps> That's you right. Know, like, That's and right. So uh, like, you know, I went to this, uh, it was like a cattle call audition with like, you know, it was non-union, 8 million girls in a Holy room. shit. And they all had books and shit. I don't, I didn't even know what a book was because I, I, until like last year, I was like, she's like, I got to refresh my book. I was like, well, yeah, just get a book, any book. And she's like, no, uh, girl, no. So, okay. So you show up there and how does it go? Are you nervous? Are you like, no, I can fucking sing. Fuck you. How does it no, work? No, I, I, uh, I, I was there and I was waiting and everybody was wearing like the same dress it was like yeah. straight up like Jason Robert Brown, yeah. you know, yeah. from the last five years. And everybody's like yeah. talking about what they've done and da 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 and their book and what they're gonna sing. And I just had a panic attack and I left. I was like, nope, I'm going. And I did an audition for like two years. I just like lived in the city and like waitressed and like hung out with my friends. You know what I mean? Just was like a ridiculous humanity. Yeah, living your life. Like living your life. Like, you know what? I I respect that. Like I I okay, the one Oh my God. The one audition girl I had. Oh my gosh. So I had to go to the Lyric Opera of Chicago because they were, they were, they were supposedly hiring, um, non singers for like, or like just singers, but non, non opera singers for, um, this, this thing that this big New York person was coming in the, the, the merry widow of, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Fine. So my agent's like, you got, I'm like, you know, I don't sing. They're like, no, no, they're just looking for people that can carry a tune or like, and I'm like, okay, but you know, and she's like, no, just go. It's for this non, it's like more of an acting funny part. And I'm like, okay. They're like, just learn 12 bars. So I, I learned the Cinderella stepsister song from Rogers and Hammerstein. Like, why would a woman, it's like, a, it's like the ridiculous. Okay. So I yeah. go and I go into the bowels of the opera, the, the lyric opera where there's no cell reception. So I can't like text anyone and be like, I'm fucking in the wrong place. What the fuck? All the women come in Jackie and they start and I hear them warming up and they're singing opera. Opera. And I'm like, Oh God. Oh God. So I go to the bathroom, no reception. I'm trying to call my agent. Like I can't do this. And I go out and they're like, Jen, you're up. And I walk in. Yeah. I walk in and I hand my music to the piano player and, and it's all these people. I've never been to a, a musical theater audition, let alone an opera situation. And the guy on the piano just starts and I blacked out. I don't know what happened, Jackie. I didn't, I, I, I don't know what happened. It was awful. And I, I like, I like left my body and then I walk out and I'm like, and I walk out on the corner in, in Chicago and downtown and it just opens up. It starts pouring on me and I start crying on the corner and I call my agent. I'm like, I don't think it went so well. And then I tell them and anyway, I, I have no recollection of the, the, the audition. The like event, I blacked yeah. out. So listen, I, I understand. And I couldn't sing and you could sing and you were like, I'm out. So, um, so, okay. So you left and you, for two years, you were a waitress and you were, you were kicking it with your friends. And then how did you work your way back in? My best friend came in with a backstage. She didn't even like really know what it was. And she was like, you have to go to this audition today or you can't like hang out tonight. And I was like, she was like, come on, you didn't come, you didn't, you didn't move here to be a waitress. And I was like, what was it for? What was it for? Tokyo Disney in Japan. Oh, it was hilarious. And that, and I booked it and that was my first job. You went to Tokyo and you were worked at Disney? Yeah. It was <gasps> so fun. And they had this Broadway review. So I did this broad, they had this Broadway review show where I sang like Mama Rose and Evita and like, it was hilarious. 
That's but it was brilliant. so fun. Yeah, it was so fun. How long did you do that, Jackie? Because nine months. That's a long. Oh my gosh! So did we you did make, that. Did you make good money? Yeah, it was great money. And then, and then I met this guy climbing Mount Fuji, this Australian guy, and like fell in love. And so then I called my best friend Rachel, who is just like the coolest person, and I was like, "Let's move to Australia." I also didn't like New York when I moved there. Like, and she was like, "Okay." So like, we moved to Australia for like a year and like hung out there. And then I, we got kicked out because our visas what? ran oh, out, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and then, so then we came back to New York and I still hated New York. And I was like, Ugh. what and did so, you, wait a minute, wait a minute. What did you hate about it? Like, what did you not like about New York when you moved there? Non-green. You talk about Connecticut oh. and the green, like, and I live literally in, in the, the middle, in the middle of, of on the shoreline in the yeah. middle of nowhere. I live on like a lake. It's all like, yeah. you know, it's like beautiful. Yeah. And I'm a very outdoorsy girl. So it was just like. It was so ugly, concrete. Yeah. It was so yeah. dirty. And I just yeah. was like, I miss the outdoors. You know what I mean? I miss yeah. like green. And yeah. so I just, I didn't, I just didn't like it. You know, yeah. now I love the city, but like, I just, I did not, it took me a while. Sure. So then I came back and I was like, I still don't want to be here. So I auditioned for a cruise ship and nice. I got this. So then I went on a cruise nice. ship and I was supposed to be there for nine months. And then four months into the cruise ship, I was like, what am I doing with my life? Like, oh. I don't want to be like singing to old people sleeping yes. in the audience. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? So well, it's, listen, 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 it's old people. And then me, I, I go to those and I'm on the cruise and I go to the musical reviews and I am like weeping in the audience and cheering. Oh my God. Well, so you were not on any of no, my cruise. No, I, I, I went on the really All I cheap- saw was this. Yeah, people sleeping. Yeah, no, yeah. no. I was like the one person, and I know they were all asleep, or like, or like snoring, or like maybe yeah. in a coma, and like yeah. I, I, or like dead. And I was like, oh my god, this is the best thing. But I usually was alone in that. Okay, so you got off the cruise ship four months in, you were like, nope. Yeah, and it was hilarious because they, the lady, because with the way the cruise ship worked, like if you just leave, then you have to pay out your contract, which I did not want to do because you, you know. So I was like, um, yeah, I'm having. I was like, say? I'm having. I said I was having episodes of like wanting to jump, you know oh. what I mean? Because like not seeing land yes. for so long yes. um, is like, and and it was hilarious because the lady totally knew, the director knew I was like lying, her name was Natalie. And she was like, Jackie, she was like, if if you say this, you'll never work on a cruise ship again. Like you'll never get to come. And I was like, I'm okay with that. <laughs> so you, she, you got off. Yeah. So then I got off and, it's and like a, was, it's like a, it's like a psychological discharge kind of a yes, situation. Yeah, it was exactly. Yeah. They're like, they don't want you to jump. No, no, they uh, don't want that. No, yeah, no. And so then I moved back to the city and I was like, all right, I'm going to audition. And, and, uh, so at that point I auditioned for this Smokey Joe's oh, and yeah. This, yeah, I've done like five Smokey Joe's and this casting oh, really? director. Yeah. This cat, it was like one of my favorite shows. This cast director was like, Stephen DeAndelis, so nice. He was like, I want to help. He called me that after my audition. He was like, I think you're super talented. I want to oh. help you. I want to help you get an agent. <gasps> and I was like, okay. I was just very lucky. And so that's how I got my first agent. And then I had an audition for Hair in the park in yep. Shakespeare, in the, you know, in Shakespeare yep. in the park. Um, and booked that. It. So that, and I remember calling my parents when I got that. And I was like, this is this is like the chicken before the egg type of thing. You know, it's yeah. like where it's like, we love you, but you've never done Broadway before. So we can't give you a Broadway yes. show. And you're like, but how do I get a Broadway show unless you give me a Broadway show? You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I was like, this is a game changer. And I knew, and it was great. And it, that's like kind of then from there on. Like, oh, was what like, oh, year was... was that? What year was that? The hair in the park, hair two, in the park. Two, I want to say, was it 2007? 
Okay. Okay. 2006, 2007. Amazing. I think. Amazing. Yeah. And it was great. And then while I was doing that in the park, all the girls in my dressing room were going in for this new show called Rock of Ages. Uh-huh. And, and, uh, and my agents were small at the time. So they, like, they couldn't get me, I couldn't get in. And I was like, what the F I'm so right for this show. Yeah. And then finally at the end, I got an audition and there was one role left of the offstage swing for like yes. all the dancer tracks. And I, at that point, hadn't danced since I was 17. It had been like, you know, almost 10 years. And I can't tell you, I blew that, that dance audition so bad. Like everyone was going that one way and I was going you the, other, the way. other way. It was, yeah. it was like comical. literally one of those where comical. I was like, yeah. oh, there's no way yeah. I'm getting this. Yeah. But I booked it because the music director fought for me and was like, no, I really want her voice. Like I really want her. And so thankfully. So listen, we talk a lot about this on this podcast and I just talk a lot about it in my consulting and stuff with my clients. It's like, Here's the thing, like, and, and, and tell me your thoughts on this. Like my, my, you know, my new sort of vision for things is look, and the people have told me this and I never listened cause I was a fucking idiot, but like, like we're booking the room. We're not booking the job, right? We're booking the people like that. Want our, we're booking our champions. We're making fans of our work everywhere we go. And we just don't know who our champions are going to be. So you might as well, like, just really try to, what is it? Like you're booking the room, right? Like yeah. We're, we're, yeah. So, so you had these champions early on, um, not that you didn't have the the talent and the fucking work ethic too, but you had champions like the guy who called the casting man who called you and totally. said, I want to help you. And yeah. like, and, and, and then the, the musical director on rock of ages, that's amazing. And I think, and I'm, I'm trying to sort of figure out like, and what are your thoughts on why people want to champion certain people? Is it because that I guess it's a leading question. What I think is that people are decent humans and they want to champion other decent humans, not just the talented voice or the stunning person, but like the decency inside the human something comes through. Do you think that's that has any validity to it or am I crazy? No, I, I do. Okay, okay. Because think like you on set or in a in a in rehearsal, you're with yeah. these people for so many hours. If, yeah. if the person is talented but they suck as a human, yeah. like who wants to be stuck on set yeah. for 16 hours or in a rehearsal room for 8 hours? You know what I mean? Do like Do you feel like you are one of those and I would say yes because I'm talking to you. <laughs> I can, and I'm good with I I know people. But like what what do you think it is about you? Like I'm always talking about this to famous people and to stars and to like, what do you think it is about you that people want to work with? I'm very, um, I'm game to do anything. Like I, I have no you're, ego. You're I have open, no ego. You're curious. You're yeah. humble. You have I've, fun. It sounds like you have fun. You like, I have, have so fun. much fun. Oh. Yes. I think my biggest fault like is that I, I am humble to a fault. So therefore I think we tell people how to treat us. Uh, so yes. sometimes my humility will come across as yes. a lack of confidence Me too. and that's the problem. Cause you know, it's like, it's a lot of money their producers are putting on your shoulders. Yeah. And so the person that comes in with the confidence that like, Let Hey, I'm amazing. Let me tell you something. I'm five years older than you and I'm just getting it. So I now can walk into a room and for, excuse my language, but now I can walk into a room and I can swing my dick. Yeah. Because I know I have done the work. I have seen what's out there and I know what I have to contribute. And I'm also not 
But I spent, and if you listen at all in the podcast, you know, both Gina and I, we spent our 20s and even my my 30s going, pick me, choose me, love me on some level. Even if I wasn't saying that, yes. it was coming out somehow in rooms, right? Yes. So nobody wants that, right? Like nobody, that's not, it's not even something, it's not even about attractiveness. It's like not even attractive in like a human way, right? No. Like in a, in a working relationship kind of way. So now I walk in and I'm like, it's not that, and, and I think also, like, and people say this all the time, like people mistake humbleness for weakness all the time, but there's also something in us that's projecting, um, this sort of smallness, even if we're not saying it until now, like it took me until 40, like whatever to say, Oh fuck. No, I've seen what's out there. Yes. And I know I belong and it's not constant. So do you feel like you're coming into that? Yeah, I think that I feel like I had figured it out like two years before the pandemic. I really kind of, you know what it was um, for me? I stood by for Adina Menzel in this show called If Then on Broadway. And yeah. it was the height of her career. Like yeah. it was when Frozen came out. She yeah. was on the Oscars and like, yeah, like everybody, yeah, like, you know. Everyone was obsessed with her. They were coming to see her specifically in the show. They weren't coming to see the show. They were coming to see her. Yeah. So standing by for her, people were viscerally angry when I was on. You know what I mean? Because, you know, they came to see... Like, people had flown in from England. I had this... British woman yell at me because like she had flown in from England and to see Adina and I was on and I was like, I'm sorry. Like, it's not my fault. You know what I mean? But like, you know, so, but that gave me the comp and I had to like win the audience over. Like, you know what I mean? Like you literally, literally. literally. So they don't throw things at you. Right. Yeah. Like you could feel the shift. There was a song called what the fuck. And like, I always knew like, that's like when I would get the audience on my side where they would be like, okay, like it's not Adina. Like she's awesome. But this girl, like, it's not like, a terrible night at the theater, right? right? You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so, like, right. Like, but we that, can't help. We can't help but like this lady. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like, she's at least like not bad. Right. So that gave me the confidence. Like, I had gotten to the place where I like made, I believed in myself because yes. I had to because nobody else did. Right. Yes. So I had to like be like, okay. Yes. Um. And that I was in a really good place. And the same thing like when I moved to to LA, like I was doing really well, like getting into like producer session callbacks for like series, yes. like you know, what I mean? like it like was yes. like, great. And then the pandemic happened and I'm slowly getting my mojo back because like after having that two years, almost three years of like living in this void, this vacuum of self tapes where you don't know what's going on, you know, like there's no creativity Yes, that I'm slowly being like, okay, I do know what I'm doing. Okay. So you tell Tigran, right? Yes. I see you and maybe he'll listen to this, send it to this. I feel like if I were... Tigran's going to be like, okay, crazy bitch, you don't know what you're doing. But listen, if I were marketing you, I'd be like, she is the next Renee Russo meets, and I haven't figured out the meets part. But you are, <laughs> like, I always have a meets, you know? And yeah, it, yeah. it's going to be someone a little weirder, you know what I mean? Like, because I, I always skew weird. So when I, so like, you are, like, I could see it. But oh, you're the next Renee Russo. With a fucking voice. How about that? That's how I would pitch you. That's Great. how I would pitch you. With a fucking voice to make the gods weep. That's how I would pitch you. I'm not a manager. But, you know. And I haven't actually heard you sing. Although you sang a little bit in. I, I, right in this tape. I could tell. You can tell. Like musical theater. And like people who could really sing. Even when they're like joking around. It's like. Bah! And, and the rest of us are like. What the fuck was that? When I mess around. I'm like. Ah! And you're like. Oh it was just like a little bit like. Bah! And I'm like. What the fuck? 
So anyway, the point is, you're oh, brilliant, you're so funny. and I could totally, I could see you being like the next badass Rene Russo type, who's like, you know, in the Thomas Crown affair, like that kind of thing. That's how I would Tigran. Tigran, listen. I'm up. gonna tell him. Tell I'm him. Tell him. Tell him. And he's gonna be like, oh, that crazy bitch. So okay, the thing is now. So we have about 10 minutes left and I want to focus on like, what are your dreams? Like, where do you want to be? What do you want to do? Where do you want to go? So many good questions. I know. I, I mean, I want to originate. I really just want to be originating roles. Okay. Um, okay. Tell me more about what that means. Like, I don't even, we don't talk like that in Hollywood. So what does that mean? Well, like, cause you know, Broadway shows, there's like a lot of long running shows like Wicked, like, like Adina Menzel originated Wicked. So right. they wrote the show for her, you know what oh, I mean? In her okay. voice. So this is great to know because see, a lot of us don't know this. Okay. So they write for the people. They, yeah. She like, didn't you know, yeah, so like, she didn't audition for that or she did. No, she, no, she auditioned, but, but like then once she it. got it. Yeah. So it's like all of a sudden if like. You know, like oh, that's okay. Me. I have that's okay. I have a dog. I'm at my office, but I have a crazy dog named Doris who's insane. So don't worry. Don't I have worry. a puppy, and yeah, she's yeah. like, she's hit her like, okay, yeah. I've been what, good. Do you want to grab her? I'm. Just, can you come over here, please? Come here. No. Okay. Okay. Um, that's fine. So yeah, like like with if then. Um, yeah. They like you know like they change so many keys for her to like find what is good for her you know what i mean yes. so that way this is death. hi baby <laughs> but uh so you know i want to originate i want to be at a place where i'm not replacing nice. you know i want to be nice. originating so that originating, way originating originating roles on broadway yes and i really want to get into tv and film i like okay. want to be doing so so yeah and i don't think there's any reason why not and it's starting to pick up again so like i would just put it out there that I, if I were you, I would give, I'm giving you totally unsolicited advice. I love it. I want it all. Come to LA for another, try another six months out here. And I feel like it's a different, what I feel in LA right now, and it's why I moved from Chicago, is that there is an expansiveness in Los Angeles that, look, it can be full of garbage, of course, but there is an expansiveness and the people I'm meeting are like especially the younger folks are like creating massive amounts of art and content and I, even i'm seeing theater out here and it's amazing and also film and tv so all i would say is i think we're in an age where i it does feel like in la a lot of things and people listening like old old timers listening are probably like oh shut up but like i do feel like we're coming to the end of where it's oversaturated with content from streamers. And people are like, no, 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 we don't need more. What we need is like very specific shows and movies that are, I think we're, we're contracting a little bit, which is not bad. So it's no. going to be more yeah. for me anyway, like gritty, heartfelt, smaller stories, which I fucking adore. So all I'm saying is come to LA and we'll be friends. That's okay. what I'm saying. I'm totally down. Come to my office and, and we can hang out and do all the things. But anyway, okay. So you want to do film and TV. Like what kind of roles? Like if I said to you, okay, magic wand, here you go. Jackie, what kind of roles are you? I, I know you're like so game to play anything, but like where do you think you'd really shine in television and film? I think I'd really, that's a good, such a good, really good question. Yeah. Um, I think I am more of a like, of a 
I'm quirkier than yes. most people think I am. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like yes. a lot of people, especially yes. like when I straighten my hair and like, yes. you know, they're like, oh, you're like a sexy, like, you know, and I'm like, I'm no. really kind of goofy and quirky. Yeah. You're like more of an Allie McBeal than a like Gina Gershon badass, like that. You have a more yes. quirky, quirkiness to it. Yes. Yeah. And because I look the way I look, people always just think I'm a badass, but I have yes. a softness yes. about me yes. that I can't get rid of. Like I did yes. just, there just is. I yes. And so I am like, the funny, but like, also I'm going to tell you the truth because yes. I do have like yes. a, but in, oh, not in a, like, I'm going to cut your throat kind of way. No, in a, like, it's not aggressive. It's, yeah. it's, it's more like earnest than that. There's a yes. more, there's an earnest quality. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. So I'm that per I just think like, you know, the best friend that's going to keep it real, but also is kind of a shit show and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminds me of like. You could, you could play a lot of things, but like you could play the partner of someone on television who like, um, who like keeps their partner in line, but is also funny and sassy, but like, is the, is the, uh, true North to somebody, right? An earnest true North. That's what Totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I feel yeah. like I should have a podcast where people come on and I like help market them. I would, yes, I think that people would that dig would be that. hilarious. I'd be like, you're a real kind of Mike Shannon meets, you know, I don't know, John C. Riley type with a side of Ben Affleck or something like that. But anyway. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So you want to do that. And then are you auditioning right now for, is there, what's happening on Broadway? What's happening off Broadway that you, that are you excited about anything? What's happening that you're excited about? Nothing. Okay, great. I, I, sadly to say, it's kind of been really dry. Like, I haven't okay. had okay. much auditions, and okay. it's been a little, like, brutal. Okay, good to know. I mean, I, look, look, it's better to be honest, because here's yeah. the thing. Like, if we, and it also comes across, you know that. Like, if people come on this podcast, or, like, I, I'm talking to someone, even at a party, and they're like, it's fabulous. I mean, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, I don't buy this because no. I just don't buy it. My bullshit meter goes off. So it's been brutal. And I have to say, like, it's been really brutal for me too, but like in a, in a, in a, across the board. And I think there, this is a time, I mean, we're, I'm a, I'm a triple Libra. So I have sun, moon, rising all Libra, which means that I'm just a, a, a bonkers, but it also means that <laughs> I, we, I feel that we are in a huge transition time. And as systems, whether that's Broadway, Hollywood, the government, whatever you believe, whatever systems, as they sort of start to falter and fall in some ways, which is scary because it's, you know, I don't know. I have my thoughts about capitalism, but like systems are failing a little bit just yeah. because of the pandemic, because of life, the climate, all this stuff. Those of us in positions to are called to really come stand up and say, what do I want? How can I help? How can I be of service? And what do I really want to create? So it's like a beautiful time for artists to say, look, it's brutal too, but like there's an opportunity in the brutality of like, wait a minute, who do I want to collaborate with? How do I want to collaborate? What kind of art do I want to make? And how, what am I willing to do to make a living? And what am I not? And, um, who, mostly for me, it's been about like, who do I want to align with? Who do I want to make, have partnerships with? And that to me is more important actually than the tasks I'm doing. It's like, if I go into a writer's room and the, and the showrunners are 
fantastic. And the writers are like, we're a crew and a team. It's like that would feel, I, and I'm all, I'm like totally putting this out into the universe. So I haven't been there yet. So like, I'm pretty, but like, I can imagine that that is like more important to me than the actual dialogue we're writing. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. 100%. I will work on whatever show. If the people in charge and the team are dope as hell, it's sort of not as important what the, it's still important, but it's not like it's more for me anyway. It's more the team, right? It's the yes. team and who gets me and who I get. And at the end of the day, am I willing to go to bat for these people? And are they willing to go to bat for me versus so it's like, again, it goes back to like collaboration versus, you know, like pick me, choose me, love me. And so that's what I wish for you is like, is like you find your next team of people that are like, your champions that you can champion. And then I think the project will sort of work itself out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. So listen, casting, listen, <laughs> listen, people, Jackie Burns, badass, not just musical theater star, but musical theater star. And um, yeah. So what else is happening? Anything else you need to say, like to your, to people listening that they must know about you or where you are in your life and the world? Because this is like, we talk a lot about in this podcast about legacy. Like I won't have kids, so I don't know. So a lot of people can have their legacy through their children and I don't have that. And I have an asshole dog that doesn't give a shit about legacy and she's not going <laughs> to do anything for legacy. So um, I, my legacy is like this uh, part of it is this podcast, which is going to be around forever until the aliens, you know, whatever. And so, or wh whoever's taking over, and so, like, what do you want? What do you have anything to say for posterity? That's like going to be immortalized forever on, on, in the cloud. In the cloud. I think for me, I am, it's all about like work ethic. I am such a, um, I never take for, I never take for granted. Like a lot of people will talk about, and it's not to say that I don't get tired and yes. I don't get like, there aren't times where I'm like, Oh God, this is brutal. Of course. But there, it never leaves me in the fact that like anytime I get to do a show and I get stressed out about, I am definitely, I deal with my own issues with perfection. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like where, but it never leaves me that like, I am so lucky to get to do this. And I am so grateful for the audience. Like it makes me want to cry. Like I yeah. like people are like, Oh, sometimes I go on autopilot where it's like, Oh, it's the seventh show of the week. And it's like, but those people on that seventh right. show or eighth show of the week have right. spent so much money yep. to come and see this yep. show yep. that I can't help but give 180% every yep. time I get out the gate, because I am so appreciative. Cause I know if, if they didn't come, right. we wouldn't have a job. Right. And also there's like 8 million people that were up for this one role right. and somehow I got it. And I'm right. not saying I wasn't talented enough for it because, you know, we but, all are at a you, certain yeah, point. Yeah, but you got it. And it's your, re there's like a responsibility and a, yes. like a, a stewardship of the, and a seriousness of the profession and the role and the, and the, it's like sacred in a way. Like it's, yeah. a, it's a thing. I, I totally, I, I hear that. Okay. I think it's so important and I think it's so important to give like, I, this is like, it's hilarious. Like I don't, unless I can do a certain note, like unless if I can, if I can't take up a note consistently eight times a week, I won't do it because I don't think it's fair that like, oh, well I can do it like three times a week. So uh -huh. those special three pe uh -huh. three shows, uh -huh. they get it. And then the other ones get my like, you know, regular. less than show, yeah, you know, yeah. like regular show because like they all paid crap ton of money. So like for me, I don't know, it's a cuckoo 
thing. Right. Like I'm not somebody who's like giving you a different vocal show every day. Yeah. I'm um, depending on how I feel. I am right. going to give you the, the, like I want. You to, give your best all the time. If yeah. You, if you're when possible and when, and if, and you don't mess around with that, you like, don't try to manipulate what people are going to get. And I, yeah. you know, I did a solo show, which was the word, like I loved my solo show in New York, but I did a solo show about cancer and I worked for Nick Cage for years. So that's in my solo show. I have like this crazy life. I was a therapist, all the things. So yeah, I've had a crazy life, but the point is I did this solo show and one night there was one ticket sold. Okay. One ticket. And I went to my friend and I was like, motherfucker. And, and I said, I don't, do I do this show for one person? And she said, listen to me, who are you not to do the show for one person? What if that one person needs to hear what you have to say? Who are you not to do the show? And I did it. And I, I did the show and I hope they got something out of it. And I, but, but she just said, like, that person needs to hear what yeah. you have to say. They, they, they need to. And it, who are you not to give it to them? If that's your gift to offer, you got to give it. And I was like, oh. And it changed my sort of my idea of, like, what it means to be in collaboration with the audience. And, like, it, I was like, oh, right. One person matters that matters. Yeah. Right. Like that matters. The one yeah. person, even if it's one person that got a discount ticket in Idaho that flew it, they matter to see you in Wicked or whatever. It's like that matters. If you liked what you heard today, please give us a positive five-star review and subscribe and tell your friends. I Survived Theater School is an Undeniable Inc. production. Jen Bosworth Ramirez and Gina Polici are the co-hosts. This episode was produced, edited, and sound mixed by Gina Polici. For more information about this podcast or other goings-on of Undeniable Inc., please visit our website at undeniablewriters.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you!